If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. That's not like a game show host. Yes. <laughs> yes, and we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Deathry Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate the applause. We appreciate you listening and clicking that play button. You know, we appreciate all of the Black Married and Deathry family. Shire, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, I've had a slow start to my morning. Uh... I started it off with a little, what they say, bedside Baptist. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. Um, went but, to bedside Baptist Church today. Yes, I went to bedside Baptist mm-hmm. Church this morning, and um, mm-hmm. it was great. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but anywho, I'm doing well, and I'm I'm looking. For, I'm like enjoying fall right now. Yes, I really am. Yes, I totally agree. I like the weather. I like hoodie weather. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm big on hoodie weather. You know, I'm not going to lie, though, Shire. I have enjoyed the heat because we have, uh, you know, our little backyard. We're trying to get our backyard together. Got a little patio furniture, you We're know. Trying. You know, got a little shade. And so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been enjoying the, the heat, but I am looking forward to fall and winter and you know maybe we got we could still be out there just with the fire pit you know some blankets and stuff like that so yeah i'm excited well now you need to tell the people though shy before we get going good why you like this season so much y'all y'all gotta hear this Uh, it's nothing profound okay i just my favorite holiday is in fall and so i'm looking forward to it okay since she's being modest (laughs) i'll go let y'all know Shira loves her some Thanksgiving. I mean, not Christmas, not birthdays, you know, like normal people. She loves Thanksgiving and she loves the food. She loves, you know, entertaining and she just loves all things Thanksgiving. You know, she starts thinking about it months in advance. Like, yeah, Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm like, who cares? (laughs) Um, You wasn't saying who cares when I was uh, test baking. Yeah, I do like, you know, the little pies and yeah, so that I do love the food. I I have to admit that. And you always get the you always throw down very well, Shire. So Thank you. Well, Shire, we got a lot of things to talk about. We're gonna touch on a few different topics on today's episode. I think that should be fun. Uh but we're gonna start off with a question we got via email. And for those of you who are listening, if you have questions, if you have, you know, topics that you want us to talk about, please feel free to reach out to us on our email blackmaredanddeathfree at gmail.com and we're gonna get around to it as soon as we can sometimes we'll talk about it on the show sometimes we'll just reply but in this instance Shire we got a email and we're gonna talk about it on today's show so let's let's get to it yes and so we certainly appreciate 
the questions and mm-hmm. sometimes we just get emails that are just filled with love and yeah. encouragement yes and we definitely appreciate that as yes. well um so this person they write us and they say that um that they were listening to a recent episode about a generational wealth war so mm-hmm. this was a few weeks back when we were uh, comparing some of the generations um yes. and they go on to say and you guys made a suggestion that piqued my interest you guys uh, mentioned that a first-time home buyer doesn't necessarily have to live in the home that they purchased mm-hmm. but it could be an investment property out of state i just wanted to know um that if we first-time home buyers were to take this route would you recommend for us to continue renting in our current state while investing in a first property out of state um this person they live in california and they're they just don't know if purchasing um their very first home out of state would even be feasible um while continuing to rent in california this very expensive state as you all know Mm -hmm. um and so they just kind of wanted to get our take on this topic. Okay. Okay. Well, I think this is a, a good time to share and, and uh, put the disclaimer out there that technically, you know, we can't give y'all advice on what to do, what to buy. Shoot. We're going to talk about a scenario later on in the show. But if you listen to the quick cast last week, I told y'all, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop listening to everybody, you know, Marcus. <laughs> but, but this is different. This is different. Um, so what we'll do, Shire, let's just talk about, let's put ourselves in this hypothetical position. Like, like right. what would me and you do if we were in this position, right? And then the lady who uh, sent us a question could just take that information and do whatever she wants to do with it. Exactly. Um, this is interesting because I had a friend that reached out to me also some years back with a similar question. Like, hey, I rent here in our city, in Northern California, and... I kind of want to get into the investing thing. Do you think that's a bad idea to like invest out of state, but still rent? So from just taking that little piece, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think like how you said, there's still, you can still rent or rent here and then purchase somewhere else uh, if that's what you want to do. But I'm going to let you start on this one, Shire. Yeah, I, I think for this question, context is everything. Yes. And I have mentioned this more than one time on the podcast because um, I have a, a good friend and they are from like a smaller southern city mm-hmm. and they want to get into real estate. Okay. And so they would want to invest in their hometown, even though they live in California. They have... Um, connections in that area they have family in that area they've grown up in that area and so what has been holding them back from buying a house in california is of course these crazy prices and so um so at the time i gently nudged her and said hey you don't have to wait if this is something that you really want to do and you have some of that infrastructure already there yes um but back to this question and i think that it's one that we should explore a little bit more. There are a couple of factors that are in to, that are in play, and one of those factors is the timing. Yes. The timing to purchase an investment property, or to to purchase an investment property right now. Um, What's that I, ROI looking like? Right. Yes, you would have to. I mean, there. Are, it's the interest rates are super high. Yes. Um, if somehow you've you've come into a windfall of money Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and you can buy you know a property cash and Mm -hmm. you can get it at a good rate yes because you're you're coming in with cash maybe be able to negotiate or uh, yes if you can negotiate you know a, a really good price and say rents are high enough for you know not necessarily super high but they're it's a good you can get a good get a rate good rent return yes that's probably the only way that mm-hmm. i would consider buying real estate right now as an investment property yeah i mean it's because, an, uh, yeah go ahead, yeah because right most of us are putting down 20 percent are putting down 20 percent mm-hmm. as we have with the bulk maybe of 20 our, to 25 now yeah 20 to 25 there's even one house we were looking at mm-hmm. and we were told we needed 25 percent down um but the cash flow, honestly, it just isn't isn't there. Yeah. 
in the locations that Marcus and I are accustomed to investing in. Right. Now, we have mortgages mm-hmm. on houses that are in the three and four hundred dollar range. range. Right. And obviously, these aren't like glamorous properties, mm-hmm. but they're nice. They're three bedrooms, two bath, most of them. And we were able to get into the market at a time that, I mean, it was a critical time. We yes. didn't know at that, we didn't know in that moment that, you know, in the future, the rates would turn into what they would turn With into. Quadruple. But <laughs> in that window of time, we were able to save and mm-hmm. get these mortgages that were equivalent to a car note. Yes. And so it's like, hey, do I want to get a nice car or do I want to keep driving my 20-year-old uh, Honda? <laughs> right, and have a house for and, making and have, me money. Exactly, and have a house making us money. Um, you know, so I think timing is everything. Context is everything. Mm-hmm. And if there are things that today don't make sense, mm-hmm. but three or four years ago, it made total sense. Yes, two years ago, it made total sense. It made total sense. Mm-hmm. But right now... You know, I can speak from ourselves. We haven't bought anything in how many years, be, Marcus? Uh, two years. So we haven't. It'll bought- be two years in. Uh, yeah, right around now, about two year mark. Yes. Yeah, so we October. haven't. Yeah, we haven't purchased anything in two years. And let me tell you, I had a ten year plan, <laughs> and I don't know what it was. If it was just blinders on my eyes, thinking that the interest rates would continue, that we would be able to continue to get these home loans like we've been able to do in the past. But after those interest rates ticked up and got higher and higher and higher, and the interest rate is even higher for an investment property. Yes. So if it's seven point nine now mm-hmm. and i'm just throwing that out there if it's 7.9 now for a person who's buying a home that they would live in an investment property is going to be even higher be closer to nine yeah so even though um i certainly mentioned that you know you can certainly have an investment property as your first home yes but only if it makes sense only, only if it makes it. sense it, like shara's saying it's a numbers game so you're literally just taking it to its simplest form how much is going to cost me mortgage wise with where interest is and for what type of house I'm buying out of state? While it will be cheaper than if you live in Northern California to invest somewhere in the, in the deep south, yeah, it's going to be cheaper, but still, what is that monthly payment? What does that output look like? Is it $1,000? Is it $800? Okay, let's say it's $800. If I'm going to use it as an investment, what would I need to get for it to, for me to not be in the red? That means I'm going to need it's going to be able to have to rent over eight hundred dollars for for it to be worth it. So now if it's if you can get nine or nine hundred dollars for rent, but you're paying eight hundred dollars for the mortgage. Is it worth that hundred dollars? Maybe it is, you know, Yeah. Uh, but you want to make sure you're in the black and not in the red, meaning you're not paying more for the mortgage than you're able to get for rent. And it's. A lot of times it's more than just rent. Remember that you have to save for repairs. You have to save for unexpected expenditure. You have to save for when you're getting a, the house on the market. Right. We, we have a home that's waiting to be placed on the market right now. We haven't got a mortgage or we haven't got rent for that for a month. But the mortgage has still been due. So you have to account for all of that stuff. And then another caveat shot that I'm not sure if she's talked about. Do you plan on eventually moving and living there? Right. Is, or is this strictly an investment? Right. It sounded I don't like know if she said, yeah, it sounded like um, this would be it sounds like they want to invest mm-hmm. and they are just trying to figure out, you know, the best strategy for themselves. If this is me. Yes. And I have half of what the house is worth or I can pay the house mm-hmm. cash, I may consider doing it. Because that would bring my monthly down to probably a better number. Of course, if I were to pay the house off, I would have no monthly mortgage. But if I'm able to put at least half, like I'd say, if I'm looking for a three bedroom, two bath, and it's like 80,000, right? Mm-hmm. If I have 40 or 50 cash and I really want to be in it, I really want to get an investment property, I may pull the trigger on something like that because now I'm just getting a mortgage on the remaining balance. So 80,000. Minus the forty that I put into it, now I'm getting a mortgage for forty thousand dollars. Maybe that 
changes how much I'm paying a month to to the point where it makes sense to to do that. Yeah. Well, you know what I just opened up, Marcus. Let's, let's talk about it. I just opened up the uh, my first deal property. Uh, analysis calculator okay let's do it let's do it <laughs> i don't know if i can do um some of the calculations um just because i'm looking at an image on my phone okay but let me say this even though i i would not necessarily be investing in rental property right now okay. i do think that it behooves the listener to explore every possibility all the options you explore every possibility for your life right and for your trajectory and then you make the best decision but you also make an informed decision mm -hmm. and so some of the fees mm -hmm. right that are part of an investment property just kind of recapping on on some of those um so marcus you're talking about a, a house that's worth eighty thousand. So a few years ago, we had no problem getting a house for eighty thousand. Yeah. But in many cases, the houses that were once eighty thousand are now yeah, a little like bit, a little, a little bit higher. Yeah. You know. So let's just say, for this sake, say you were able to get a house for a hundred thousand dollars, you would want your rent to be at least what? One thousand. One thousand. We're gonna I'm sorry, go child. with the one percent rule. <laughs> my brain just turned to mush real quick. Yes, right. One percent. Well, we like rule. to use the one percent rule, yes. saying the rent needs to be at least one percent of the purchase price. Absolutely. So one thousand. So say that is what the renter is being charged, and then guess what? If you're not managing it yourself, you're gonna have a management fee, uh, and most of those management that. fees are between eight and ten percent of the rent. Mm -hmm. Most of them are gonna be on the higher end, which mm -hmm. is ten percent, and so suddenly that one thousand dollars that you get for rent goes down to nine hundred dollars mm -hmm. because the property manager has to get their cut. Yep. There are taxes. The taxes are generally incorporated into your mortgage. Yes. If you have a house that's paid off, then that's a property taxes, correct? That you property to, taxes. Yeah, that you have to set aside for, and then also reserves. As Marcus was talking about, things come up, mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you have an older house, and it sounds like you're purchasing an older house if you're getting a house in a hundred k range, so those those uh, repairs are going to be more frequent in an older house as yes. opposed to some of your newer houses. And so you're going to have to set aside reserves for that as well. And so that's going to take your 900 down to, I don't know. Lord, I would say, me. you know, in the tool that we developed, it's 5% of the rent. Mm -hmm. But if you only have one house, I have 5% of several houses. But if you, if this is your only house. They want to set aside more, right? You might want to set aside more. Maybe 10%. Yeah. So then now there's 1,000 goes to 900 now that goes to 800 and then after that 800 dollars, guess what you still have to pay the mortgage mm -hmm. and that mortgage i don't know what that mortgage is going to be on an on a um on you know the interest rates that we have now mm -hmm. but i'll take a moment to see if i can just quickly pull up a mortgage yeah. calculator and if the say the house was a hundred thousand dollars and i put down 20 percent Wow, my interest rate kind of shot up. Um, anywho, this is just a basic Google calculator. Mm -hmm. I said that my loan amount was $80,000. For some reason, it gave me an 8.6. Ain't no, for some reason, that's where it's at. Oh, my goodness. That's well, where it's if, at. Well, if this is the market and what we're dealing with, that means our monthly payment is six twenty-three. Mm -hmm. And so if I take my little calculator and I say 800 minus the six twenty-three. That means my profit is 177 and that's on a good month when nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Which isn't terrible. I it's, mean, this is not, it's not, not horrible. It's not terrible, but consider that you just put in $20,000 and then your, your profit is 177. How so much how is it going to take, take you, you just to get back to that down even. payment? Yeah. So, you know, these interest, I mean, this just, I mean, this illustrates that, you know, these interest rates are crazy. It, it would take years Let's just say it's oh my goodness! After uh, five years, your profit would have been ten thousand six hundred twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. But remember, you put in twenty k. So you're still not there. Well, you're still not there, but with housing, 
we look at profit a little bit differently. It's not just the cash flow, it's the actual asset. Mm -hmm. So say so, in 10 years, yeah. the house could be worth double what you paid for it. Right. So it all depends on how you look at it. That's true. And, and, and Shia, because we don't know, I'm going to even play this game that, let's say, I'm looking to eventually move to this state and I want to eventually occupy this house. Okay, that's a so different situation. It's a different situation, right? Now you're you're looking at different things. You know, maybe you you rent it out for a year or two knowing that you're going to come in and occupy it at some point. Well, now mm -hmm. that that really changes the game and you're really moved to a place where the cost of living is less. Now your home is less. But you didn't you couldn't occupy it right immediately, maybe a year or two later, you go in and move in. Then, you know, kind of the numbers don't really mean quite as much. So that's something to think about, too. And I don't know exactly what scenario you're, you're in. If you're just strictly wanting to be an investor or if you wanted to potentially buy a home, if you're like, I cannot buy a home where I'm at. And I want to buy a home somewhere at some point that may be a decent strategy to to do that you know yeah it I, it sounds like they may have been exploring buying a home but they didn't express a desire to leave the state they didn't say they so they did the mention possibly um going to a cheaper city within the state okay okay gotcha and so that so and then it's also like you have to think about where you want to focus your efforts i will say that out of the six houses that we own and that includes our primary residence the house that has appreciated the most is the house that we actually live in mm -hmm. and so sometimes you know if you're investing out of state depending on the area the houses are not going to appreciate yep. like it would if you buy in like a really nice neighborhood. You're right. going to see that appreciation much quicker usually. Right. So think about your your goals for yes. yourself. And now it's is kind of a scary time to to be buying. I know a lot of people are buying with the hope to refinance um, in the future, and I hope that that door opens for folks sooner than later. Yes. But some of these house prices. Are getting, crazy. Getting crazy. It's getting crazy. Well, Shire, speaking of that, let's transition to a, another topic. Let's mm -hmm. quickly talk about, and you can pull up a calculator here because we're going to run a couple numbers. Oh, my. I'm getting scared. We okay. went to visit a home yesterday, a new build. We were driving down the street and we saw new communities that were sprouting up. There's been a number of new communities sprouting up in our area. And so we said, look, we like to go in and look, you know what I'm saying? See what's going on. What's the what's the decor looking like? What's the furnishings looking like? You know, we, we, we like looking at stuff like that. So we pulled into this house or this community of two bedroom homes. Two bedroom? Not two bedroom, two story. <laughs> two story homes. And they were, they, were, they were cool. They looked, you know, aesthetically pleasing. You know, nothing, there weren't mansions, you know, 2,700 square feet, anywhere from 2,700 square feet to like 1,900 square feet. So it's like, these are decent sized homes. I would categorize these homes in any other climate as starter homes, but mm -hmm. these were not starter home prices. No. So the biggest two story was a 2,700 square feet home. Yes. And that was the home that was, what was the price on that one I was about? Let's just say it was 700K. It was more than 700. It was like seven, it was in the 720s. I know that for sure. Okay, let's say 720 just to round it up. Okay. So we started thinking, sheesh, man, what would a monthly payment be like on a $700,000 starter home in Northern California? Okay, so for context, there is a Melarus tax that is assessed in on this home, which was how much? Our three twenty. Yes. Three hundred twenty dollar Melarus tax. You have the property taxes that were one. Let's just say one percent of the overall home price. Mm -hmm. So seven thousand for the year. Yes, but we know our area, and there are other fees that are built yes. into it. Yes. So let's just say seven thousand would be nice. Or you tell me what numbers you're using. I know Shire. that we pay more than I'm yeah, pretty do. sure that we pay more than seven thousand. Um, but we can stick with that. Let's That's stick with seven dollars. Let's keep. Let's keep. keep, keep it. We're gonna be nice. Uh, so we got those two things, 
and the HOA fee, and which, the HOA fee, which was low. Which it was low. like twenty eight dollars, but twenty eight dollars a month. Y'all know how we feel about HOAs. It, unfortunately, most of the newer communities, at least in our state, have these HOA fees, and I mean, for for some communities, it does help to keep the community HOAs looking are nice. The devil. Period. Uh, yeah, we had an HOA that was well <laughs> over three hundred dollars. And I couldn't get a pool key, you know. So, yeah. and, and, and HOA essentially, and John Oliver did a dope deep dive YouTube. John Oliver HOA, and HOA is essentially a city ordinated mini city, mm-hmm. a community that where the city has no authority because why it benefits the city because they don't have to upkeep that area. But and it, what's terrible is that community could make up. They're empowered to make up any rules they want, enforced rules that they want, and you can, you can't go to anybody and say, "Hey, this is not fair." The city's like, "Hey, oh right. well, deal and with it." Exactly. <laughs> and in California, um, I'm not sure if this has changed, but the last time I looked it up, the HOA fee can increase by twenty percent. Mm each year each year it doesn't y'all. mean that they're gonna all increase by 20 percent. they might not do that but they, they have the can. liberty to yeah. increase up to 20 percent each year That's and so okay know. so back to our little calculator all right so you got all those fees solar solar is the next one solar is the next one solar is mandatory for all in, new builds here in, in california. california he said it was fifteen thousand total mm-hmm. so i don't know how we're gonna break that up over the year just um, add that to the overall price of the house shot let's do that yikes so, well that would be terrible we're gonna do it we're gonna run these numbers we want to see what are we paying a month for this house that's what that's what we're trying to do right now okay then that would take us to 735 all right Shire, how do we figure out what our monthly is knowing all that information okay so next i have to ask you for this hypothetical situation are we putting down 20% or are we putting down 5? 5% would be $36,750. That, I was saying we'll say 3.5. 3 Can you can you do 3.5? I think you can with FHA. Okay. Let's say it's FHA. Okay, 3.5 with 3.5% down now you're paying $25,725. Yeah, I think that's to ask most people for to have more than that in their bank is crazy. So let's go with that. Okay. The interest rate it did pre-populate, but uh, let's see. I'll just put let's it go with the pre-populated one. I'll go with that because I, I I believe that these these calculators are adjusting with the market. It was around eight percent. Eight percent. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What's my monthly we, payment, Sharon? Okay, so I have. The purchase price is $735,000. We're going to put $25,725 down. My interest rate is at 8%. My credit score is actually pretty good. The property taxes are in here. The home insurance is in here. Mm -hmm. Now, because I didn't put down 25%, I do have a private mortgage insurance fee. PMI. PMI. And that's $585 a month. (laughs) Why are you laughing? And then my homeowner's association fee is $348. What's the damage? Okay, so my monthly payment on this nice starter Starter home home. in California, Northern California, is $6,934. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? That is crazy. So now, I'm going to keep your calculator out, Shire. You're really quick, and I know you already did doing these numbers for me. If the home is a third of my monthly income or whatever, or whatever it should be, people. some people say, your home should be no more than a third of your monthly income. So how much do you have to make How to much live do there? I need to make to live in that, in that house? A month gross, a month. you need to make twenty thousand eight hundred two dollars. 
y'all making twenty thousand dollars. Anybody out a there month. in podcast world, y'all making twenty thousand dollars a month. A month, Marcus. <laughs> Wait, let me do this again. Six nine three four. Is my calculator lying to me? Six nine three four times three. Yes, twenty thousand eight hundred two dollars a month. Times that by twelve. I just want to see what that yearly looking like. Two hundred forty nine thousand. $624. If you And let me just say this, A Shire. quarter of a million. If you're listening to us and you make a quarter million dollars a year. You're doing your thing. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, man. Y- y'all doing, you're doing good. But that to me is not the norm for someone to be able to afford that house right there. That no. is sheesh, man. No, that's nowhere near like the average American salary. Yeah. You know, that's just... Now, that can be household, right? So we could split that up and I could be making... That average household salary is nowhere near let's, that. Let's see what that is. I'm so interested the in that. average annual salary, and this is from Forbes uh, 2023, is okay. 59428 Come on. So that's not household, it's just the person. $59,428 is the average um, salary across the U.S. There you have it. There you have it. So how many people do we have to crowd into this house yes. in order to get up in it? <laughs> uh, it's, it's just looking crazy. But, sorry, I, I thought that was very interesting. Um it's like what what's happening okay so we went let's just finish so we okay. went we looked at the homes we just ran the numbers for the most expensive uh house yes and it didn't look much different than the other houses that they were selling no. um but the other ones were in the high sixes and we went and talked to the sales associate and we asked like are you selling homes you guys selling a lot of these He's like, yeah, it's been two months. First of all, he's not gonna say no, right? Because, nah, man, we can't, we can't even give these away. They, they, that's not gonna make me want to buy. So they have to create FOMO, right? So he's like, yeah, we've sold thirteen of these, man, in like two, we've been here two months. You know, I don't know if that's good or not, but it didn't sound great. No, it didn't sound like they were flying off the. They shelf. weren't flying off the shelves. Let's put it like that. Yeah, and Marcus, let me just make an adjustment for folks who aren't who are from California or folks who might be listening because we just did the annual wage of 59K nationwide. But in California, the the annual average wage is actually a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. And so that it's 73,000. Okay. So even if, so if I have a household of two folks making 73,000, you know, both folks are making Mm -hmm. it. That's 146,000. Right. You're still a hundred K (laughs) short. And once again, we're not talking about a mansion. No. We're talking about a nice home. A very a nice really home. really nice home. Four bedroom, two or three bath. That's what we're talking about here. So it's just, that just shows you kind of. You're still 100K short. Still 100K short. That shows you where we're at. And, and another interesting thing is that I believe, and I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I think. When you start getting into the 800K range, you start getting into jumbo lo- jumbo loans, which means two loans, right? And so your interest goes a little higher when you start flirting with that around that 800,000 range. Mm-hmm. You're automatically going to pay more interest than already how high the interest is currently. And so to, to be literally asking a bank to give you a million dollars so you could go buy a house is crazy. Like we never thought we'd be here. But yeah, I'll loan you close to a million dollars for a house, but I'm gonna hit you upside the head with interest. And so that's what we're seeing. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how people can really do this. But I, yeah, I, I thought the point of raising the interest rates, I thought in theory that it would bring house prices down. Yes. But it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it did not. And some speculate that the house houses will be more going into 2024. Yeah. So, well, Shire, before we get going and before we transition to our last topic, I do want to take a second to shout out everyone who's been uh, getting active on our Spotify, uh, responding to the poll questions and responding uh, just in the the comment section of the podcast on Spotify. 
please go to Spotify. Shout out to Spotify, man. They 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 they're our host for the podcast. We do you know we're on all platforms, but special shout out to them. But um, check this out. So Mr. O commented on the podcast. What do you think about this episode? The episode where Marcus goes off on the black finance community. Marcus. And DJ Indy. We're gonna I'm gonna get your opinion on that in a second, show. I'm gonna get now this is just our opinion. On that. But he says, awesome episode. The truth needs to be told and we need to watch who we give our money to. Period. Uh let me see here. We got some other really dope comments on episode about gener- generational wealth wars. Shout out to J- uh, Jamil. Jamil been following us for rocking with us for a long time. Shout out to him. He says, great article working on how to put lump sum into the market. Thank you so much for info you have given out over the past four to five years. Thank you, Jamil. So, guys and g- ladies and gentlemen, when you get active on the channel, we're going to shout you out. Um, here's two that I, I'm just now seeing one says when we're talking about Biden canceling student loans episode 289 uh, Mr. O says valid points on the raising of interest rates I as an investor am not trying to purchase property where interest eats away at my overall profits Sorry, that kind of goes with what we were talking on the first segment of today's episode so yeah when you guys get active in the comments we will definitely one post you to the rest of the community and then maybe we'll go through a shout out shout you out on the podcast so thank you thank you sorry before we get out of here i gotta get your thoughts i know you're very tight-lipped about this you don't like talking about other uh financial influencers that maybe have drama and stuff in the news but you know we have to people come to us for our opinions so i'm gonna have to push on you i'm gonna have to I'm going to have to get your thoughts on this whole DJ Envy Ponzi scheme. Allegedly, he may be heavily involved in the Ponzi scheme. I think he is, you know, but I say allegedly because I don't want to need nobody suing me. But his partner definitely has been arrested. What are your thoughts on the whole story? Did he bail out? He bailed out out Mm -hmm. a million dollar bond, but you only need 10% down. So he bailed out. Was that $100,000? Somebody's money. And then went on social media and acted like a complete fool acting like he ain't going nowhere he's playing that song by dmx talking about he ain't going nowhere he right here and this and all this stuff what are your thoughts on this whole thing shy and what are your thoughts on schemes like this scams like this you know um the word that comes to mind is accountability And I think DJ Envy is saying he's a victim, but he was one of the main recruits for this for this uh, program or for this Ponzi scheme. (sighs) Um, Accountability. Yeah. Accountability. Accountability goes a long way. If he went on and apologized like, y'all, I'm sorry for this. I like, man, I actually got swept up into it, but I am super apologetic. Like, like I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure to make this right. If you just say that, you ain't even got to do that. Just bump the gums on that realm. And we're going to be like, you know what? Because black people, we forgiving. You're going to be like, man, you know, man, shout out to him, man. He's taking accountability. He's standing on it. Black folks want you to stand on it. Take accountability. Apologize. If you do those three things, we got no choice but to respect that. But you still have to deal with the law. Oh, yeah. The law. And I hope that... Um, you know, if he's guilty of a crime, that then he needs to serve the time or the fines or whatever comes along I agree. with that. And it, especially if he did all this knowingly, which it, I don't care. Look, 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 look. just because well, I, I'm speechless. Come over on, Shia, here. I like this. I think now, that this is, is the real Shia. Th- this is an excuse, right? Oh, I didn't know. But you were. He was actively recruiting his friends for this. Yes. Why would you do that if you weren't getting something in return? Mm-hmm. 
It's like when you sell, you know, prepaid legal or, you know, you know. Come on, child. You get a kickback. Like, of course, you need life insurance. And, of course, a person can be genuinely concerned and really want you to get signed up for life insurance. But they're still getting something out of it. They're not wrong for getting anything out of it because that's how the business works. Yep. Fair exchange is no robbery. So. So he was getting a kickback Mm -hmm. out of it. Because that's just how those things are run. If yes. you recruit someone, you get a little, you get a little incentive. Mm-hmm. That's how coupons work. I mean, bring a friend, you get fifty bucks off for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're calling up people and doing all this work for a criminal who just trained himself in prison, <laughs> and you're doing that for this for this person for free. You're not fooling me. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see how this plays out in the court of law. Yeah. And this is the reality. There, there aren't. A sh- there's, there's no shortcuts, no. right? Sure, someone could just hit it big and find an investment and and make a lot of m- money, but those stories are few and far between. Yes. And I don't think people are want to be honest about that because it's it's not sexy and it's no. not glamorous. No. But invest in your 401k or 403b or 457 or whatever it is that you have access to. And if you don't have access to a retirement account, do what you can to set up an account on your own. Get your Roth IRA mm-hmm. and slow and steady rinse the race. Rinse the race. And I like I, I mean, people were taking money out of their homes. 100,000, 200,000 of equity in their home and giving it over to someone with a criminal record because someone on the radio exactly told them that they are it. making money and that you should do it. It's I, brilliant. If you really think about it, it's a brilliant scam. But you're not going to uh you're not going to what they say throw the rock and hide your hands. Mm. You're not going to do that. Envy mm. needs to be held accountable. Yeah. Well, Shire, while we're there, they're they're supposedly put his job up on uh, Indeed. (laughs) Uh, Breakfast Club or iHeartRadio is looking for a disc jockey to be on the Breakfast Club. Now, I know that Angela Yee left and they've been trying to find a replacement for her, but this has only been put up as of eight days ago. You think that you think they're trying to get rid of Envy on that joint? It makes them look bad. Mm -hmm. You if you look, Envy has a job. I have a job. There's nothing wrong with having a job. Right. But at the end of the day, you do have to be mindful of what you do and what you say because nowadays the job your employer says that you're a reflection of the company. Mm-hmm. And so they're making the breakfast he's making the breakfast club look look like some look like, like some a trash. like some hot mess. Yeah. And you know, I I mean, wow. I can't believe that people are still tuning in to the Breakfast Club right. to listen to the Breakfast. I will say that that interview with Larry Elder. That was good. <laughs> I that, did that have to tune into that one. Yeah, that <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, of course they're going to have big guests. They're mm-hmm. going to have some good guests. So mm-hmm. I I get the draw, but at some sometimes we we do need to look at our moral compass and yes. say, you know, what am I going to support? Am I going to support a channel that's unethical? And there will be a handful of folks that think like that in iHeartRadio or whoever his employer is. They have to weigh that. Mm-hmm. And anyone's employment can be terminated. Not saying that I want this guy to be fired. Um you know, but if they have his nice, job posted, nice, but... then hey, yeah. it is what it is. Well, Shire, before we close, let me go on and put my bid in. iHeartRadio, if you're listening to this, you know, your boy is available. No. Uh, I could work remote only. You know uh, what I'm saying? You Zoom. can't move to New York. Uh, I'm not going to be able to move to New York. No but... snow for us, right? <laughs> if you're looking for, you know, young black man, you know, shoot. That's in finance. Some, some might say Come I look now. like look, DJ Envy look, a little oh, bit. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, stop. Okay, but why does Marcus get the most random? <laughs> we get stopped in public every few months, and it's just like, you Paul George? Yeah. Are you Kevin Johnson? That that's a used to be the mayor of Sacramento. Like he was a ball basketball player what, before that. Yes. Okay. One time someone stopped. You got stopped in Rayleigh's, which is a grocery store, yes. and they said, "Are you Usher?" <laughs> like, come on. And I'm man. like, y'all need to stop. Thank you. Y'all need to stop. But well, anywho, then, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I you know if it's his job posted. Hey, I mean obviously he's not on leave, right? So why no. would his job be posted? It's no. not like you it's know. Only a matter of time though. 
Yeah, I'm, who who knows? You know, yeah. sometimes people will say, "Oh, this is controversy is getting more people to tune in." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's just how it goes sometimes. Um. So so who knows? Yes. Um, but you know, if he's done wrong, if he was part of the scheme, then I do believe that him, mm-hmm. he. You know who we're talking about. Yes. And whoever else was involved need to be held accountable. And I hope that the folks who lost money will get, get, be able get to get claw back. Yeah. To get something back. Yeah. And you know, I I don't know what the hesitation is around investing in the market. Mm. The market is not going to take advantage of you because mm. you're a person of color. The market, the market sees doesn't green. see colors. Yeah. He's green. Okay. Yeah. And so I don't know, but yeah. I hope that we're learning as the people. I hope that look, I hope we're learning mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because people are getting exposed left and right. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. You Sooner did or later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a few different private group chats and we discuss some of these influencers that are like white hot, like with popularity. And I said, man. Give it, give it six months to a year. We're gonna start hearing some. We're gonna start hearing some tea about these people because there's no way they could be this hot on a topic that is essentially extremely boring. Well, it's it's got to be some tea involved. It's got to be like because a lot of this stuff is crossing to pop culture. Yes, that's it's, what it's it cro- is. I mean, right? it's on. It's on. It's reaching further than ever and while i on that on from a naive lens it's like oh man that's great that's awesome look at these look at this man we're spreading the word about finance and the black community man it's awesome generational wealth generational wealth it sounds good but i there's an underworld to to all good things there's always some dark stuff in the crevices and it's just gonna take a while for that stuff to come out but <laughs> i ain't even saying no names so you didn't hear that from me Marcus, okay, should we say all of this? All of these things are alleged, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> let's uh, cover ourselves. But l- listen, I feel like we had this conversation. Did yes. I say listen like I was preaching or something? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's closing. <laughs> she's closing. <No. laughs> like we were having this conversation, and it's it's the God honest truth that a lot of people who are voices in financial spaces say they were able to do something really amazing. Mm-hmm. I heard, um, I was listening to pocket watcher the other day, mm-hmm. but I agree God, with something too. that he mentioned about people being ahead of the curve. Yes. Right. And so like, wow, we have a podcast, black Mary debt free. We paid off six figures worth of debt mm-hmm. at a time where not a lot of people were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we started investing in real estate um, at a time where not a lot of people were doing it. Yep. And so it was kind of trendy or it was trendy. And so it's kind of like we were ahead of this curve. Mm-hmm. But guess what? As more people learned about real estate, a lot of people started to actually do it. Right. And that um, impacted uh, markets. And then all of a sudden, the economy just started doing what it started doing mm-hmm. and the interest rates went up. And so while it sounds like yeah we're real estate investors which we are we're not investing right now yeah but that would not be a great narrative for me to lead with if i'm trying to grow my platform right right i you know i would have to talk about i'm a real estate investor and talk in the present time yes and make people think that they should go out and do it tomorrow like this the person who emailed us mm-hmm. we would say yeah you could do it tomorrow and guess what i want you to sign up where to coach sign up call. For my, call, my call my call, course sign up for my course tell you and how to do i'll it. tell you exactly what i did <laughs> right and yeah. and so so we need to we need to walk in truth we need to walk in the light and say yes we were able to do abc but that was a different that was then this is what it would look like was, now if we were doing it, it yes would look like this which I, is different right i could still do it but it wouldn't be profitable mm-hmm. like that's what we discussed earlier mm-hmm. and as someone who is trying to have a, a level of ethics mm-hmm. and understand that while i'm not a, prof- a financial professional i do talk about these topics mm-hmm. I have a responsibility to be transparent and say, I'm not doing that right now because it wouldn't make me any money. But right. if I was irresponsible, I could be like, yeah, I'm doing that. And I want you to sign up and I'm going to show you how to make make money in this market. And I, I, I'm making money and I can show you how to do it, too. I could be making two dollars talking about let me show you how to make some yeah. money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we need to um, be responsible. If you are a financial professional, you 
I hope you have a fiduciary responsibility mm-hmm. to be honest. Yes. And so there's just, we need more honesty. We need more transparency. Mm-hmm. And with this economy, it's really back to the basics. Back to basics, y'all. I said this, Shire, and I, and I love that you just kind of went off because this is the Shire that we get off mic. The, the Shire on the mic. Now, this is what she'll do, y'all. She'll come to me while I'm editing this episode and say, Marcus, do you think I was saying too much? Do you think I was a little too harsh? <laughs> That's Shire right there. But I'm loving your transparency here, Shire. And I said this. We talked about Dave Ramsey, black folk, all of a sudden, where Dave Ramsey became the, the cool thing to like bash because he like, man, he corny and, and he, man, all he talk about is paying off some debt and man, I don't listen to him. He's white and all, all our reasons that we kind of put Dave Ramsey in this corny category. How's that? At least if you follow what he say, you ain't about to end up broke. He's not going to get you for a scam. No, <laughs> you know not. what I'm saying? He's and, not gonna... Unless you're buying blinds. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're buying blinds. I don't know. <laughs> Remember unless those blinds? Yeah, unless you're doing some of that other stuff that he, well, shoot, he was involved in a little something, something, something. But anyway, what I'm saying is his principle of paying off debt and all this, while that stuff is boring, I'm highlighting your point of we need to get back to the basics of things. Yes. Spending less, saving uh, when you can paying down no paying down debt spending less paying down debt and saving. being able to save your overage or invest your overage that that's all you can do increase your spending or increase your earning if you can that's simple but what everybody else want to tell you to do is yo man first thing you need to do is go get you LLC, LLC. you ain't got a, a idea you ain't got a product you had no proof of concept if it would even make you money but you got your LLC. LLC. Uh-huh. Like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, we got to really just get back to basics. So that's what I was saying with right. that whole Ramsey thing. And get back to basics and feel good about yourself. Feel good about yourself, Feel good man. about yourself. Yeah, I, you know, I was able to save $100. Whatever it is that you're able to go. do. Yeah. Feel good about yourself. Yeah. You know, that that's the thing. We think that, well, if I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that, you know, I'm not I'm not on my path. I'm, I'm not going to reach my destiny. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Yeah. Do the best you can do and feel good about it. Yes. I love that, Shire. Well, Shire, we didn't win up to 50 minutes. We didn't even talk everybody's ear off. Oh. Y'all, we, we, y'all not going to get 50 minutes every week. But yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Shire, any final thoughts? Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Confession. <laughs> I've been drinking coffee this whole time. And yes. I think that if you follow the episode, you'll see I'm kind of calm. And then all of a sudden, I'm just going higher and higher and higher. <laughs> That's what we need. We need that. But yeah, y'all, thank you again. Thank you so much for always uh, downloading the episode. If you're a returning listener, if you're a new listener, welcome. And come on back. Share this. Leave us uh, five star reviews, all that good stuff. This is free, so that's that's how you pay us is by leaving us reviews and all that good stuff. But till next time, y'all, we about to here. Peace. <laughs>